Who elected you leader of this outfit? All right, boy. We got but four days to get to that treasure. Yeah, I'll find him while you give it a think. They broadcast me out on the radio. Howdy, folks. Welcome back to Cocktail Cinema, your weekly movie review podcast where we pair craft cocktails with your favorite movies. As always, I am your first favorite bartender, third favorite author, Josh Price, and I am joined by my co-host, Greg. And hello, hello, what, up, what up, what up? I'm a man. This week, we are returning to the ca- catalog of the great Cohen Brothers, and we're reviewing... I'm with my company. Oh, brother, where are you? Let's get <laughs> my proper notes here. This movie came out in 2000, earlier than I had realized. Mm-hmm. Um, again, written and directed and produced by the Coen Brothers. Uh, and a bunch shot of, by who? And shot by the great Roger Deakins. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> Budget of $26 million and a box office return of $72 million. Should have been better. Should have been better. But it's good. It's but, sad. I mean, it's also had a very uh, large following in the years since come, then. Yeah. You know? I mean... Here we are 22 years later, and yep. it's still talked about, still quoted, still very much in the zeitgeist. Mainly because of, I am a man. <laughs> Everybody just loves the song, but it's Those a great movie. Those boys and their soggy bottoms. <laughs> no, it's a great movie. Yeah, and I I mean, what was the last Coen Brothers movie we, we covered? Raising Arizona? Yeah, Raising Arizona yeah. was for sure. Yeah, and I, I think... They're they're a pair that they don't necessarily put out a movie every year. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not a Michael Bay where they're putting out a, a giant film on a regular basis. But when they do put stuff out, it tends to be a banger. Yeah. You know, and yeah. they're not known for their adaptations. So this is also, uh, right. you know, a unique position for them mm-hmm. because they're kind of loosely adapting the Odyssey. And they are and have become and grown into a household name as far mm-hmm. as directors producers and yeah how do you get two brothers to work together like this you know what i mean it's, it's hard enough to we have our own issues sometimes <laughs> just by doing this show you know to, but, but to put two brothers together who in are, a jewish household <laughs> right yeah and, 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 and both control freaks yeah like so, in a good way right but yeah i think i think they they probably develop a, a dynamic because everyone that works with them loves working with them yeah. and from what i've heard it's kind of like I'm not comparing us to them by any means. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, our workflow and how we right. are able to come across some of these movies and touch on so many different points mm. and respect the other person's point mm. yeah. when it's, like, not my strong suit, but it's Greg's strong suit. Mm-hmm. Or for writing right. aspect, it's Josh's mm-hmm. strong suit. Where you, you probably yeah. know which is which, but one's more control. Mm-hmm. Like, the writing wasn't, right? Well, it, it it's normally I would be able to tell, but they, they do kind of alternate quite a bit. Um, like yeah. one movie, one will be producing, and then the next gotcha. movie he'll be he'll direct. Gotcha. They're both very involved in the writing, yeah. and yeah, both of them for this movie, both of them, yeah, both I feel of them like wrote. They, they give each other the leeway. Yeah, yes. and maybe not so much one takes over the roles yeah. more mm-hmm. than the other. But well, actually, for the for this one in particular, Joel's the Joel's the director of this movie. You know, what I mean, That's, mm-hmm. he's the only director right. listed on the card, and then they both share writing mm-hmm. um, accolades, and, and then an editing um, credit. And Ethan takes yeah. over the uh, producing in this one. So I mean. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was asking before. Kind of, they flip a coin, or how does that work? Out? I think they alternate. Like yeah. it, it's what it looks like when you look at their their track record. You said Joel was the writing. Uh they both they both wrote both, Ethan and yeah. Joel, and then uh, Joel was Joel the, dir- uh, director, director, and, and then and Ethan was Ethan a producer. Was producer. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's like what we love about the the whole Guy Ritchie and mm-hmm. Matthew right. Vaughn. Right. True. They, know, they they very clearly defined yeah. roles. I think they're yeah. both. Yeah. I think it's stupid for me to sum it up that easily because they can both. They're both super mm-hmm. directors. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they can put on any hat, but I think the point I'm making is just them working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I think they they know, like their their upbringing was very uh, classical. 
mm-hmm. you could yeah. say, to where they're they're very clearly defined positions, and you know you know what you're doing. So when one's producing, he's producing, and yeah. he allow, he allows the other to direct. Yeah, and they do that with their cast as well. Like they don't take on very many ad libs. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they do give their cast room to be like, all right, this is the kind of accent we want out of you. Right. Give me 20 of your best takes yeah. doing that. Yeah. And in this movie, Clooney, Clooney, in, in this movie Clooney killed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he won a Golden Globe, Globe for this one for best actor. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I mean, that silver tongue devil, you know? I mean, he, he really, that, the thought and, and the emotion that went into his character, impeccable. Nice work, yeah. Clooney. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so let's Sorry, let's kind of off right there. let's yeah let's get into it there because this this movie takes off in a very uh, it it kind of starts at the end of Cool Hand Luke you could say like they're on a chain gang yeah and they break away run through that cornfield and that's where I think Roger Deakins uh, influence is most readily seen like mm-hmm. he's in in my opinion he is he is the best cinematographer that has ever graced film yeah and it shows through in this movie yeah so that opening that opening scene where they're they'll run then they'll drop down to the mm-hmm. corner and then they pop back up like it's the way it's framed yeah it gives you a scope of everything yeah. you can still see the chain gang you can still see the bosses on their horses yep. you can see the sun behind them mm-hmm. and it just gives you a real sense of depth yeah and it's a real funny scope you brought up going Cool on. Hand Luke because the the sheriff in this movie is based on, I forgot the name, but a character from Cool Hand Luke. So okay. it, it's kind of funny you brought that up. I didn't know that. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, this movie draws a whole lot of. Uh, it draws from a lot of. <laughs> you said a classical yeah. approach. It yes. obviously draws from Homer's Odyssey, mm-hmm. but the, the classical approach, my ears kind of twinged a little bit when you said that because, like. Um, Sullivan's Travels. Yeah. Gulliver's Travels? No, yeah. Sullivan's yeah. Travels. Sullivan's it's Travels. A, it's a, it was a movie from the 50s. Black oh, and white okay. movies. It's about a guy who was traveling across the country to mm-hmm. to produce a movie mm-hmm. based off okay. a book called, called The Brother, Brother Rathal, yeah. Yeah, which right. is a 100% fictitious book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with everything that directly correlates to Greek mythology mm-hmm. or biblical Yeah, total aspects, biblical, yeah. Right? Because it's Sheriff. I'll talk about that a little yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, too, yeah. But it's like those are the direct correlations, but like... Joel says he's like we. I forget the the the, the guy's name who made Solomon's Travel the movie, but he's like, we. Uh, he he wrote about this fake t- fictitious book called The Brother Rothdown. We wrote the story for him, mm. kind of. Hmm, yeah. But it's like it's fake, so just yeah. literally just taking the title right. and taking the expedition, right. the road trip, yeah. format, mm. and expanding the meta. Tying yeah, exactly, yeah. Right. just changing the whole meta, yeah. just completely. Yeah, making it their own. Yeah, buying in. Well, they're they're good at that. So I, you and I were talking, you know, a few minutes ago about uh, how so many of their movies are about nothing. Yeah. But there's a there's a handful of their films that are very traditional story front mm. to back. So like this, and I would say Hail Caesar are their most traditionally right. told stories, yeah. and it kind of shows their range because they 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 step out of their comfort zone. This is one of, I think, only two adaptations they've done. The other was uh, Lady Killers. Mm-hmm. Um, they may have done one more, but I know it's very few. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, right. But they're taking very well-defined story structure and working with it when normally they, their films are, are very amorphous and, and they just kind of develop on their own. Mm-hmm. This is point A to point B to point C, yeah. and it's executed masterfully. Yeah, taking Master. a lot of things into consideration. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like Everything. they're so good at making their own lore and, yes. and character yeah. well yeah. for a lot of these well movies where 
it, it's funny is that tie between Greek mythology and like revelation biblical symbolism yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah it's 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 in my mind the best way to kind of spin yeah all yeah of that. absolutely and then bring it into you know depression, depression era Mississippi you know I mean like there's a lot they call back on so much stuff not only um, is it biblical and, and and mythology but they also like uh babyface nelson mm-hmm. is in there yeah, babyface yeah. nelson is a real there's r- historic figures here Tommy yeah. johnson is robert johnson, robert yeah. johnson. but you know that shootout and stuff he was we, we live in the burbs chicago burbs <laughs> like so uh, babyface nelson was killed in wilmette mm-hmm. which is not very far from here you know what i mean so yeah. it's it's kind of cool to see that they bring in not only the, you know kind of post-prohibition depression mm-hmm. biblical mythology and spin it into this beautifully structured masterpiece i mean like well and, and it's it's I, understanding you your setting it, well understanding your setting yeah. down to its studs yeah you know knowing that the the end of the depression was a period of time where people were still very familiar with uh greek and 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 uh latin terminology yeah, true. and being deeply steeped in the Baptist South. Yeah. 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 So the sinners in the hands of an angry God is still being circulated yeah. like 150 years after it came mm-hmm. out in this area and at that, this time. Like the, that depression point too, it's like right before they say it in there somewhere like Mississippi, like right before they were introduced to uh, hydroelectricity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. dealing with the dam and the flood and everything. That's that's the, there. But Clooney is yeah. like, like dealing back to the myth- Greek mythology, mm-hmm. like, like the, Roman Empire, like that was like a technological period of time mm-hmm. where they were so far advanced. Where mm. George Clooney, with it being released in 2000, yeah, it's like he's the modern man, he's the slick talking atheist mm-hmm. who's more concerned Dapper about how, how hair. Hair. Yeah. He's, he's literally in between. Uh, Robert Johnson talking about the devil, who yeah. is the sheriff. Yeah. Because yeah. he yeah. calls him out. He's like, he's as white as he's you. White as you and he his has eyes suck into his head. And he dog. walks around with a mean old hound. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's stuck literally between mm-hmm. heaven and hell. Usually, yeah. you don't get the same stories of, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's an atheist is the main character, yeah. mm-hmm. just in complete denial yeah. of both sides of this. Yeah. And I'm going to answer my own question. Yeah. Have at when it. I, said, I love when you do that. <laughs> when I asked you guys, how do you how do you bring all these things into, into fruition? How do you make it, it shown through? You got a good score. You got yeah. great music, yeah. and the music behind this this film is flawless. And it's a T Bone Burnett. Um, he used to play with this. Everybody knows this song. He used to play yeah. with. He was an original guitar player for like Bob Dylan in the seventies. Oh, okay. And okay. he's all, he's, play, he's graced the stage with many many of artists, and he's he still plays today. Mm-hmm. He's not a he's not a studio musician. He's not a a compion, a, 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 a film musician. He doesn't just do that. He he's on stages mm-hmm. playing blues. You know what I mean? It's it's cool and it comes across really well, especially from that. I guess that's what I'm saying. That's how you yeah. tie it all together: is you bring people to the music that truly, really truly. touches them. I mean, what's it's it's everybody's muse. I mean, mm-hmm. if you don't like music, come on. <laughs> I know it sounds stupid, but that's how you bring it all together. That's how you tie it all together yeah. in this movie, you know. And it's and it with, is completely tied together with Deegan's and with the soundtrack yep. mm-hmm. and with the great character arc mm-hmm. and storyline dialogue and what I feel we've been missing lately. It's like <laughs> right, this covers right. every aspect. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's funny that, that this, this movie is so steeped in that turn of technology moment because in the real world, this is also around the time where digital filmmaking started to really m- become a viable option. Right. Roger Deakins was known for being like, un- until I can make a movie better digitally mm-hmm. than on actual film, I will film using 
film. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was actual film. So during a period of time where Hollywood is advancing, Deacons is putting out bangers yeah. that are still he's printed st- on petroleum. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. yeah. And I think it shows through in one one sequence in particular, that siren scene um, where they're kind of yeah. looking for for their buddy, the, the golds on those mm-hmm. trees shining like yeah. uh, you know what i mean like that's imprinted in, in, in my mind like it's so a, that that's another thing like <sighs> color scheme color yes color scheme right mm-hmm. and it's it's shot so well it reminds like ray like yeah yeah you're yeah, hot. yeah you're hot yeah. watching it but here check this out like you think you're just in a dark room with no lights you're able to set up the light how you want for perfect lighting, and mm-hmm. then you're building a set. So you do the motivation of lighting, which we always talk about. Mm-hmm. You just put a light outside of that window and say it's the moonlight. Mm-hmm. Where when, as soon as you step outside, right, like you're in nature. You're not mm-hmm. building that set. Yeah. So it's like yeah. if this background looks good, but the sun's here, you're you're battling lens flares. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only using like five to yeah. seven different filters. Yeah. And yeah. Some, to, some to cinematographers will wait yeah. days, weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I'm saying it's like it's like you set up a shot. Mm-hmm. And you have, you know how some scenes that we even shoot for mm-hmm. what we do takes hours. Mm-hmm. This you're battling the sun where it starts and where it sets. Right, it's right. one of those mm-hmm. things like window. I could const- I could see them constantly having to change. Yeah. No, we need to go down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A quarter mile down mm-hmm. the stream right. to where it bends, and now the sun's not. Yeah. In yeah. The, because you know you know how it is like when the sun's setting. Yeah, every fifteen minutes it drops, like a noticeable. Yeah. And on on top of that, treating the film like do you remember? Uh, in Fight Club, we talked about that resilvering process. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, this right. is the opposite of that, where resilvering makes the dark colors more rich. What what they what they accomplished with the filters and the 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 post production uh, uh, treatments is it pulls the it pulls those vibrant greens and golds yeah toward towards the eye. Yeah, hundred percent. And it, it 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 does provide a little bit of depth, both in color and perception. So this world it feels lived in, but it also feels alive. So they're traveling down this dusty trail, but every tree they pass is another story they could have told. Every blade of grass is another scene they could have shot. And it seems that way, perfectly put, because it seems like that's what they're doing the whole movie mm-hmm. as they're making these this journey um, to. I guess in the Odyssey would be Ithaca or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> From yeah. Troy, but it, it, they there's no time. There's always a journey in every aspect and every setting that they're in. There's always mm-hmm. something that's happening, whether it's we thought you were a toad, yeah. you know, or there or, yeah. or or you run across, uh, you know, Big Dan who's clubbing you across the head. Or, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's there's so much to be told on every every sequence moves so well. Yeah, and like you talked about, blade of grass and and, and mm-hmm. leaf and and Shasi was talking about uh, the, the sun changing. Yeah, it's the timing, the 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 parallel between the timing and the story, mm-hmm. second to none. Well, the the utilization of the world around them exactly. gives this story a, a richness yeah. that it wouldn't necessarily have otherwise. Yeah, because you're <clears throat> so when I when I first started having that book back there edited. <laughs> One of the things people told me is like, Reaper. there's not enough, there's not enough characters in this story that don't show up again. I was like, well, what do you mean? It's very lean. Like, well, it feels like these are the only people who live here. And uh, in this you have to build film, your world. Yeah, in this film, not only is the landscape alive mm-hmm. and it feels like it's its own character, but we've got the shopkeeper. Yeah, we've got 
every single one of those prisoners. Yeah. We've got all these people that exist yeah, in this Bayface world. Nelson, uh, the, the sheriff. Mm-hmm. The, so it doesn't feel like this is the center the of the wife. universe. Yeah. And that's important. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I don't know. And it's a major change from its source material. Yeah. Because yeah. Odysseus is, for as powerful and strong as he is, he, he believes he is the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. He goes toe-to-toe with demigods. Yeah. And... You know, our, our Everett Ulysses yep. feels the same way, but the world around him tells us different. Yeah. And he's he's capable of taking that step back to, mm-hmm. you know, with Pete and Delmar, you know, not a, not a lot. Not mm-hmm. at first, especially the, the first half it of the takes, movie. Well, he's got growth. He's, so he's much growth. growth. And so does Pete and Everett. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're saved. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, right. I, I love that scene, too. He just walks. Get on in the waters. Oh, man, it's so good. Um but yeah, no, I think that's a really good point because it's almost. Do you think they were trying to do that? Like yes, you know, like in, yeah. intentionally, like they wanted to go against that grain mm-hmm. of of that loosely based Odyssey story that they were. Yeah, playing. because I mean, we're talking about these guys have been making movies for almost fifteen years at this point, and they they are so familiar with every character they've ever put on screen. Right. That they un- they they understand the impetus behind each person's yeah. actions and yeah. the motivation there. Right. So I think yeah. recognizing that if they built a very shallow world, this would have come off the way that, uh, like, the Big Lebowski does. Yeah. Which Big Lebowski is a wonderful film. Yeah. But it's two dimensional because there's nothing going on beyond what you see on screen. Yeah. The rugs the main and character. Here. <laughs> yeah. Right. And here, they have put that they put this story inside a functional world yeah and that's that's why this stands out from it's one of many reasons why this yeah. stands out from even some of their own work yeah and even uh, to add to that with, with um john goodman you know mm-hmm. and the way they shot different characters mm-hmm. like creating this larger than life being you yeah. know as a, like a cyclops you know or big dan you know mm-hmm. or whatever um just the way they're able to shoot from the attention to detail the way they're shooting you know from from mm-hmm. ground up or you know from from yeah creating depth of character size mm-hmm. you know to make it play on those stories that we yeah. talked about you know to actually make them a character not mm-hmm. a person and it's re- yeah it, well they, and yeah go ahead i was gonna say they use every every camera trick in the book yeah. to accentuate greg's point mm-hmm. which is like you know some of these other directors that we cover like like say wes mm-hmm. he's yeah. not doing like he's not breaking the rules He's just kind of setting up his 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 famous either like perpendicular follower like ninety degree pan mm-hmm. with these extravagant sets where mm-hmm. this is just like outside of like, yeah. like the pub at the at the last scene before they go back in and then like get right. the redemption. Mm-hmm. It, it's somewhere where it's like there's no depth. Mm-hmm. It's it's lackluster compared to those outdoor shots, but yeah. it's mm-hmm. shot so perfectly mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you're you're there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when yeah. we're out wild watching some of these other movies where like they're just using every camera trick in the book. Like mm. I feel like Deacon's in, and I, I feel like he just stays true to the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. And then Has like you said, own. he's, he's just one upping his own game. Yeah. yeah. The more time he's, he's, yeah. he's shooting film mm-hmm. and doing these things. And it's just, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. You and the, I mean? the final yeah. scene where the water rushes in, cause they, we talked about them, mm-hmm. you know, be, going into uh, creating dams and, and things like that, that, that final scene where the water's rushing in and it's all over the, the, yeah. the Oh my, you know, the slow pace, but you know what I mean, and, mm-hmm. and then the, the arc that Clooney has, and then 
every time. Eventually being baptized but, against again, his will. But then, but then he goes back right after that and regresses. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's, <laughs> or that's digresses, where, I'm that's sorry, where but... the, the biblical and the theological comes in. Yeah. I mm-hmm. want to ask you this. It's like that point specifically, the flood, the flood coming in is like biblical, mm-hmm. but it's in the theological sense, it, or the... Uh, Mythological. Mythological. Sorry. You're good. The mythological sense, it's it's the Cyclops goes to Poseidon Mm -hmm. after the first time Odysseus and his crew like like leaves Mm -hmm. him or beats him and leaves him and he gets Poseidon's help to use the sea to to get them off their course. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. when they're about to get hung and they're saved and Mm -hmm. it's like they're going to be eternal salvation. Mm -hmm. I almost think first time you hear Clooney pray. I'm just saying. I feel like (laughs) I feel like that was Cyclops. Dan, yeah. mm-hmm. breaking the breaking the, the the dam, yeah, as if yeah. the Cyclops was asking Poseidon for help, and it's it's steering them off of their course, which was totally true redemption, totally. Like even though it's it saves them, and it's like mm-hmm. that's Clooney getting baptized, and that continues the rest of the mm-hmm. movie. I almost think like if it ended there, that's what they at, at least saw uh, mm-hmm. Everett and Pete, mm-hmm. yeah, or Pete. I, I feel like that was Pete and Delmar. 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 Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right, and that's that's that clash between the mythological and the theological mm-hmm. where their their salvation technically occurred halfway through the movie yeah. and his theological salvation occurs here because mm-hmm. it's the first it's the only time you see him pray mm-hmm. and it's 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 a baptism and after, it's done, baptism. And after it's done he's like ah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just kidding that was yeah. it's all bullshit you guys believe in dog shit <laughs> and and from the mythological side of things it's just they tell they tell that story out of order. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you look at uh, at Babyface as 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 uh, Pandora's box, he comes in like a whirlwind. Mm. He wrecks the car, and then they're stranded again. Well, he's he's Hermes in the mythological sense, like the, the uh, god of yeah. thieves. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, it's loose, loose, yeah. loose like <laughs> yeah. super loose. I I've I've just always seen him because he does come in. With such whirlwind force, and he specifically crashes the car yeah. the way that the wind ripped the boat apart. Yes, it, there's. But again, I think this is intentional. Yeah, I think the Cohen brothers are recognizing all the potential threads, and they're like, they're there from more than one angle. Yeah, it's they are yeah, there. That, that's the true beauty of this. It's like, how do they, like I said before? It's like that perspective. How do you art. do that? How do you do that, man? Yeah, it, they're, it, they're geniuses. This movie is a masterpiece. That's what I'm saying. Man. With, with yeah. how do you do that and tie all these angles together? We're talking yeah. about. I know the Sullivan's travel thing is no other than the name. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. right, There's, right. It's, it's a fictitious. Yeah. They're like, yeah. oh, this is just a fucking. Yeah. A, it's a, a culture, it's a it's a culture. Yeah. exactly. And, but I'm not. I'm not gonna say it's another angle for writing or putting mm-hmm. in characters. But I think that's interesting as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never. I didn't oh, know yeah. that until doing research for this. One. Yeah, and I think this movie stands alone because of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's yeah. not a whole lot of movies that add that much depth. Um, mm-hmm. is for scenario, historical scenario after scenario after scenario, mm-hmm. bind it together, and then not only do that. But have it be viewable. Mm-hmm. Have it be watchable, and not only be watchable. Yeah, make it something special where people want to see it time and time again. You know, well, make it make it something that make it a huge an experience that you can sit with and and just you can you can really soak in and dare I say sip on. Yeah, right there you go, sippable. So, (laughs) for those those of you catching on, that was me cutting Greg off. Um, (laughs) So today, I did a little bit of thinking about you know the setting that we're in with this this. You know, end of the Depression era. We've done a lot of whiskey drinks, which is what you would normally turn to that Prohibition era style drinking. Well, 
the other thing you could turn to is homemade wines. And uh, what I brought to the table today, quite literally, was 19 Crimes 2018 Table Red Blend. Okay. It's their okay. uh, 2018 red wine. Um, we drink whiskey because we're men. I am going to throw this to Greg, our resident... <laughs> our Sommelier. Uh, let walk us through the flavors we've got in this All glass. Right, right, let's go. see. Here. Is it laggy? No, don't worry about the legs. We don't have a wine glass. I heard it was real laggy. Oaky on the nose. Okay. Getting some blackberry. You gotta smell through your mouth, dude. <sighs> Tobacco. You open your mouth and you do it like... All right. Much more oak. Mm-hmm. Much heavy blackberry, heavy heavy blackberry. This is very juicy, Super juicy, juicy but still, but but still not sweet. Mm-hmm. I and I appreciate that. I like I like a red wine that's that's very sturdy like that, very oaky. Yeah, definitely a little bit of tobacco. It's it's the nose and mouthfeel are the same. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not there's not a whole lot of, in my opinion, a whole lot of depth depth. Mm-hmm. But it's a table wine, and for a table wine, that's. Impressive. Of, I think a hint of vanilla in there, just very subtle. Right yeah, the coming off the coming right off the blackberry the there, yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. I just taste wine. <laughs> mm. It's a. I mean, I. It's very drinkable. Yeah, I really enjoy the Nineteen Crimes line. Like it, this is. I think this is the third time I brought something to, of theirs to the table. Yeah. Um, and they did there, Godfather with one. There was, oh, uh, there was a, there was a fourth one because we used the Snoop their Snoop Dogg Rose <laughs> right. in one of our drinks recently. But yeah, it's definitely a very drinkable. It's not overly dry. Um, yeah, and they're very affordable. Yeah, like uh, e- even <laughs> picked up this bottle in Cook County. Yeah, and even then it was less than twenty dollars. Yeah, you know, right, I, th- nice. I think I think I paid fourteen dollars. That's for Cook that County, bottle, Chicago. So. Illinois, yeah. which is we get taxed hard. So the the, the tax is dividing heavy. <laughs> but you for know, all of you is, in uh, Amsterdam, in other, and, yeah, <laughs> to our friends in Iceland, we're free healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. But we yeah, love you. yeah, I I I definitely recommend pretty much everything I, I've had by. Yeah, it's all, it's all been decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So pulling it back in um, with this blood of Christ in our glass, <laughs> let's oh. let's carry it on down to the river. And talk about Delmar's salvation. All right. So, the, I, in my opinion, I think the reason Delmar is the first to walk into the river is he, he is the most easily swayed. Get, yes. Like he's 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 their uh, lovable idiot. Yep. But it, that's also the part of him that makes him both genius and endearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's the parts where um, Totoro and um, Clooney get into it about who's going to mm-hmm. lead the ship. He Delmar doesn't want any part of that shit. He wants to go yeah. home. He wants yeah. to get home, and he wants to. They they'd say what they're going to do with the the, tra- the treasure when they get it. I forgot what Delmar says. I think it was, it was something silly. Yeah, about just having a farm, buying simple. back the farm, and then Turturro said well, something about he's going to like court a woman again. He's like, yeah, oh yeah, to get the family farm back. Yeah, and then Turturro <laughs> said he wants to. Uh, um, he wants to be a maitre d, wear mm-hmm. tux every day. You know, I mean, it's it's simple. It's a simple life. And yeah. It, Really cool, but yeah, bringing it back to what you're saying about um, his baptism, mm-hmm. he dives in. He like cuts yeah. everybody in line, like hell yeah, yeah let's go into the to the river choir. Straight to having <laughs> having everlasting is my reward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then come on in the water's fine, and then Totoro's right in after him. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool. I mean, these are our lovable idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, they're basically just sticking true to the story. Almost that service life is what they've accustomed yeah. to. 
Um, and I think it was important for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's something that they never had, they never witnessed. It was a big scene, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that scene is pretty iconic when all the... The people are kind of dressed in white. It's or, very or, Lord of the Rings. Like, <laughs> yeah, kind like, of like the elves like, walking through the forest. What the hell is going on here? They're like, we're just chilling on some mm-hmm. money. We have Babyface left, and we're just we got a bunch of money. We're we're chilling. Right. We're gonna get some treasure, and yeah. all these people are coming in there just singing a nice song. And well, and this is one of those points where it's a huge turning. Point. The the mythology and the theology both kind of line yes. up because we have this this profession of faith, mm-hmm. as you'd say in 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 yep. a good book. Um, and then the immediate test of faith with the sirens Mm -hmm. and the only one who fails his test of faith is Pete. And he is (laughs) for all practical purposes, (laughs) you can see it as either kidnapped by the devil or turned into a horny toad. Yeah. 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 And both, she was a toad. I think both. Readings Do can be true. That's <laughs> oh, okay. my favorite part in the whole movie is that movie theater scene. <laughs> and he's, Do not seek the treasure. Tim Blake Nelson whispering what? by throwing his yeah. tongue out of his mouth what? as far as it'll go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Greg said yesterday, he's like, Sometimes I wake up like, Middle of the night. <laughs> it's like not like being like tossed out of a nightmare. He just like remembers a line like that. From- yeah, dude, it's the Do best. Not sing- he just starts laughing. Yeah, yeah, one of those people that, like I said, I'm a. Uh, I hold on to those one liners. Yeah, and there's a lot of them in this movie. Yeah. yeah. If, if geological oddity. Yeah. Three if, weeks if, from if everywhere. Clooney didn't talk so fast. I'm sure there's a whole lot of gold in there, but you know. Oh, he's he's got some good ones. No, like he he drops zingers yeah. on Pete and Delmar yeah. constantly. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole the whole quip or whatever of, of mm-hmm. the South, like especially at that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was all idioms. Yep. It was all yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Those, well, it's, it's that bless your heart mindset. You're you're still cutting people to the quick. Yeah, but he's but also not as smart as he leads on. Yeah. He has this thing in his head where the, the, the faster you talk, the smarter you that's, sound. That's, the that's why he got busted. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's the main point they're trying to push. It's yeah. like he's like the the new man, mm-hmm. the atheist, yeah. Yeah. the technological, yeah. the fast talker, the yeah. GQ guy. Oh, I'm a dapper damn man. Dapper damn man. I love it, though. Well, and obsession. I, I, that's how they're, they're, tra- palm, they're, they're literally <laughs> tracking him. By his hair nets in his in his dapper Dan it's, canisters, like, yeah. Like, you know yeah. What I mean? It's the vanity, <laughs> yeah, the vanity. right. The I, devil. I'd like to point out so a little inside baseball for for the audience. Like we recorded obviously this episode and then Life Aquatic on the same night. In both of these movies, our arrogant older <laughs> hero character loses a fight with one punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's, yeah. There's just this trope that stands up with really like it, it, obviously life aquatic we, we talked about that before mm. but here this trope holds up as the perfect crystallization of who Everett is yep. where he talks a big game mm-hmm. he, he thinks he's strong he thinks he's smart but he is really neither of those things. Yep. When he just eats a punch, and yeah. goes down real quick. Like can't can't see straight. Daughters. Yeah. <laughs> can't see straight, can't talk, can't walk. Yep. That's the thing is like the only good thing he did is like when they bust Pete out. Yeah. After the after the yeah. do not seek the treasure, and he tells him there's no treasure, and he's like, should have left me in there. Yeah. He's I was like, nine. I had nine days till I'm free. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm gonna do another thirty. They thirty. Like, <laughs> yeah. I won't get out till I'm ninety-five years old. old. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Pete. Dude, Turturro kills it too, man. Just, I mean, everybody in this movie just shits on their their performance. I mean, in a good way. Mm-hmm. You know, they shred everybody. it. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Well, and talk about you know we we talk about transformative performances. Yeah. 
I think the last time we saw him at this table was Big Lebowski. Yeah. And DeJesus is a completely different right. kind of character. Right. So being able to yep. effectively pull off two iconic roles for the same director within what? We got five, remember, six years of each other. Two, yeah. There's two directors. And well, yeah. Yeah. There's one. No, I'm saying one. Well, 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, one. yeah, yeah. You know it could have been saying. for the same. It team. could have been you know for the same. For team. as much as we're, yeah. we joked in the beginning, mm-hmm. like right. us three not being blooded, all the shit we like hardships we have, yeah. them to be like being able to like beat the shit out of each other, <laughs> like that. It's like that's it adds more respect. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. yeah. And it's 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 impressive that they are able to pull those kinds of performances out of people, to where. They do have a lot of repeat yeah. customers. And like not only the George the main Clooney character. comes back, Torturo right. comes back. Right. And, the, and it's he, they pull these performances out of like co stars and, and not yeah. even co stars, but just minimal appearances. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They yeah. they create that mm-hmm. larger than life scenario on every per they they get the best out of every one of their actors. They're, they're, they're they, they get the best out of the people. Like we they, did that one sip where it was mm-hmm. like uh actors that you don't realize are yeah. and everything. Yeah. Steven Root. Is is the 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 radio DJ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. he's Homer, Homer essentially. Yeah, the he's author. he's the Oz. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, he's telling the story from the radio standpoint at that time. Yeah, yep. that's the loose translation of him being Homer. Yeah. But I mean, like you know, dodgeball in office space, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's yeah. like stapler. You, like you get into the, the stapler no country, deed. and then it's like Nemo, and he's uh, he's uh, Dale, not Dale, uh, Bill from yeah. King of the Hill. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. the guy with the, the yeah. The fat dude tank yeah, top. Been in, been but in. I mean, he's literally like one of those dudes, mm-hmm. voice wise, like dude Rango, Nemo, mm-hmm. yep. Bill. It's it's. Yeah, and he gives a hell of a performance mm-hmm. too. I mean, even though it's he's just in there for a few minutes, but like just being a blind, he kills blind it. Like, it's, it's a very believable, role, yeah. not yeah. even knowing it's Homer yeah. or like the, that impact that it's supposed to have. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a one, it it's a one, some it. tiny little brick and mortar spot mm-hmm. with a, with an right. antenna. But think, you know, about, like, think about his role being that little guy in all these movies. Yeah. like forget that mm-hmm. voice acting shit. No, no, I know what you mean. Just a little role in, yeah. in dodgeball or office space. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like still the biggest role you kind of like mm-hmm. he's a yeah. different he's such a different character in every movie yeah which is like speaks to his skill yeah, yeah. for sure mm-hmm. for sure and i think one of the things that the cohen brothers like they they've gone on record and say saying like they like to make their characters the looney tunes and it's much more noticeable in like, your nipples i did i did <laughs> someone's got to um I'm sorry, folks. It's a family show. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, like, it's much more noticeable in, like, uh, uh, Raising Arizona, where yeah. Nick Cage is very clearly uh, Woody Woodpecker. I love that baby. In <laughs> where things changed. Yeah. In this movie, it's much more cartoonish yeah. than Looney Tunes, yeah. but it's still that over-the-top, cartoonish, end-of-the-world Bonker situation yeah. is very much on display here. Yeah, and it's not even not only the movie is kind of going to that spot, but, but every situation seems to be the end of the world for these mm-hmm. guys because they're seeking this treasure to set yeah. them free, and they're just following this blind dumb asshole. And it just yeah, they so, they, so they, they change they rock and roll. Everything. They rob a bank. <laughs> yeah. They linger on everything he says. That every you said blade of grass changes 
the way that they think, the, yeah. the, the progress they're making. Yeah. They they linger on every aspect, which is kind of the beauty of it all. I think when we're talking, mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about mythology and theology, yeah, and this kind of stuff. And I think that's maybe another part of the theme that was kind of maybe drawn in is mm-hmm. just re- kind of realizing the beauty that you have around you. Yeah, you know what I mean, and and not putting all your faith into one box and mm-hmm. one one bucket. You know, it's don't put all your eggs in one basket, pretty much, and don't. Mm-hmm. There's so much to be drawn from this movie. I, yeah, like I, I've said before, I think this movie is a masterpiece uh, all I agree. its own. I agree, and I mean, let's let's be real here. Like the Odyssey, the source material for this, yeah, is one of the oldest road trip yeah. stories we have. Like this and the the Epic of Gilgamesh are just buddy road trip stories, mm-hmm. and. To take something that is iconic in its own right and that developed a genre all its own and transform it to a point where it is not, it's incomparable to anything else, that speaks to the power of this entire team. Like, yes, the Coen brothers are the driving force behind Mm -hmm. it, but. And Credit needs to be given yeah. to guys like Deeks and, and the cast, cast and yeah. and you know every every boom operator and best boy yeah, for sure. Deserves, and also T Bone Burnett. Yeah. I mean, like yes. with that song. Yes. I mean, like the song is it, it drilled home. This it, it's literally. Ah, am a man. Yes, that's <laughs> <laughs> definitely. It it, it, just, it, it just it just drills it home for you. Yeah. I mean, it leaves you with something lasting, not only in your mind but audibly. Mm-hmm. You know, you can. You're singing a song after you watch the movie. Yeah, like before totally. we, before we started doing this episode, literally we, for four we hours. Stop singing. Hey, <laughs> it's like it's it's so that's that it just goes brings it all into more fruition. Where yeah. it's like it's it's a, the head, the tongue, mm-hmm. the heart. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of those those that trinity. You know totally. that that beautiful totally. essence that we're trying to get across here the whole time. We talk. Since you brought up doing uh, Life Aquatic, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It was it was a thing where, like, great actors, and it was just not they underperformed. Mm-hmm. But by, it was lackluster in it, that it, sense. Based on how everything was set up. And it was just, like, just extravagant sets and angles that kind of distract you from that. Mm-hmm. Where this, you're just, the, the great camera angles and mm-hmm. sets sink you in even further to mm-hmm. these great characters. Yeah. like. Yeah. And the rule of three comes in a million times a over million, this movie. And, and, and two and two thirds. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. like if it's if it's if it's us three and a third of the, yeah. or us two and a third of the frame, mm. there's space out the other side with mm. something. You, a, a beautiful mm-hmm. tree yeah, or yeah. A sunlight just just ever or, or so the, gently the, showing like through the Greek statue. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. The yeah. When they, yeah. Right. When they meet. Right. And the, and the, and the Greek Dan, pillars yeah. that were and there, the white big white pillars. Yeah. It's because if you if you if you set up two people perfectly in there. And the thirds, known as that power. But if you kind right. of like skew that mm-hmm. towards you, more towards the center, and balance out the, the mm-hmm. bare side with something like a uh, mythological statue, mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's in my mind that's just as good as the beyond extravagant sets and the shit yeah. that makes you kind yeah. of forget that. Yeah, it goes beyond yeah. set building and it's world building at that point. Yeah. Like we were talking about. Yeah, exactly. yeah. No, it's, that's it's the, it's the, the only way you can describe this movie is it's yeah. a world. It's a world. It's an adventure. Yeah, it's world building yeah. and breaking down, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. growth and disgrowth and yeah. encouragement and and the boys going on a road trip. Yeah, right. With kick-ass music. Right. What a, what a soundtrack. <laughs> um, but I I do think it's probably time to hop on over to uh, what are we gonna call them today? Sour grapes. <laughs> See what their rating was. Sour potatoes. All right. So mm. we have a. Critic score of 78%, an audience score of 89%. As always, my good friend Greg, 
Is this an overpour or an underpour? This is an underpour. underpour. This movie, um, in my opinion, is one of, whew, dare I say, one of the best of our era, in mm. my opinion. Um, there's so much growth. Like We all, we talked about this crap. I'm not going to go over everything we spoke about. But, I mean, to bring everything in that we've talked about mm-hmm. from so many different storylines, make it their own, bring out the best of their characters, have a kick-ass musical accompaniment, mm-hmm. Great camera <laughs> company, all. Um, you know, Deacons. You know what I mean. That this movie is way underpoured for me. I give. I would give this movie a ninety-one. Holy cow! Yeah. 91. Greg hasn't given anything a ninety in a while. Yeah. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Okay. I think I was gonna ask if to ma- or if we're going to uh, under overport for tomato or audience score, but I was like, fuck tomato. it. Yeah. I'm giving it a ninety, so they're both. Yeah. Both. They're both underpoured in my opinion. Yeah. I think that. I think that. Like I said, with Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. there's there's some movies I might think are better executed on certain angles, mm-hmm. right? But I think this rounds about everything. And where I kind of overlook storytelling, like I, I really pay attention to casting and dialogue. Mm-hmm. But when all these different angles of the the cla- like your classic road trip story are, yeah. are thrown out, I, it's mm-hmm. it's it's like perfect in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I obviously this is they underpoured this mm. like this this was a, a tragic underpour. I'm gonna give this an 87. Cool. Mm. Um, I don't think it's one of the greatest 100 ever, which is why it doesn't crack my my mm. top 10 percent there. But uh, I do think it's again one of the best films that's been made in our time. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of the greatest road trip movies that's been made probably in the last 50 years, and. There's really nothing to nitpick about this. Like mm-hmm. I know it. It seems like you know we're we're fanboying over over Roger Deakins and just you know jerking off the Coen Brothers. Yeah. But beyond <laughs> For that <good> reason, <laughs> they've earned that. Yes, yes, you know, yes. uh, with with just even if we're just looking at this movie, yeah. they've earned they've earned yeah. that praise. I think. I guess yeah. just give me one more. Just mm-hmm. I cracked it cracked my nineties. For the simple fact, there's so much to grab onto after mm-hmm. you you walk away from this movie thinking about it mm-hmm. like weeks. I mean, everybody knows totally the fair. song. Everybody knows the, yeah. the feeling you get. You know what I mean? That's it was so that's ye- why it cracks my hundred. You it know was what I mean? so yesterday when I seen this movie a million times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I'm telling Greg like, no, there's obvious biblical, mm-hmm. mythological, yeah. and then historical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, they don't overlap. Mm-hmm. Which like, it, t- it might take a million times watching. It was like Babyface. I, I like started looking it up. I'm like, Hermes is the god of thieves, mm-hmm. and he helps them escape a portion and shoots, yeah. he shoots cattle. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Now that sacrifice, sacrificing not the, the livestock. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is good. It's at the, it's at the that's, end. That's why he gets killed. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's, it's funny that the cows following at the end of his hanging or whatever. Oh god, there's 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 so just much to so grab many onto. Threads we'll that come back. That's why. That's why I get cracked my hundred. So that definitely gets my. No, I can respect it. I can respect it. It doesn't crack my mind. I see why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all ever changing too, but yeah. And I, you know, what's going on, Josh? Audience, watchers, listeners, jump down to them comments. Click, click. Give us your rating. Was this an overpour or underpour? Why uh, do you believe that? Have we all just been clooned? Um, yes. Have we all been clooned? Been clooned. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember anything except lotus flowers and pomade. <laughs> I have a raging clue. <laughs> all right. Great All right, we need, I, I need to hurry this up before everything derails. All right. 
Run down to the comments, give us your rating, let us know what movies we should be watching next, and tell us why you agree, agree with us, because we are absolutely right. 100. Remember, I am pretentious. I may not be wearing the shirt, but I'm still that way. <laughs> All right. Hop on over to the Patreon. Y'all know the y'all know the deal. This is the internet. You know, we're all friends here. Except for those of us that aren't. And before Greg throws dynamite underneath these <laughs> railroad tracks and takes out the orphanage. Coop, coop, Greg! Shasty! I gotta say goodbye. Hot damn, son! I believe you did sell your soul to the devil! <laughs>